Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to Chief Concerns, the 2021 Conference Championship Edition. Uh, we're here with Jason Dunn. We got kind of a new look this week. Uh, Eric won't be with us this week, but he'll be with us next week um, as we brace for a Super Bowl, a little, a little Super Bowl show next week. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got the, the Dunn and Dash show this week. Uh, Jason, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. Doing well. So uh, I'm, uh, you know, it's a little, little, a little chilly out this way, but, but you know, everything's doing well. Everything's doing well. So, yeah. Yeah, I believe up in Northern Virginia we're, we're going to get a snowstorm next week, or they, they say snowstorm, but who knows? It's it's at, you know it's Thursday night, so who, who knows what's going to be on uh, on Monday? But they say snowstorm, so but snowstorm for us around here is two inches. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll close down the entire state uh, for over those two inches. <laughs> wow, that, that's that's not, I'm I'm surprised by that, especially up there. It wouldn't seem like they do it, you know, especially in the north. You know, it seems like you would just get snow all the time. So why would they, you know, shut it down? Yeah, in recent years, I guess with you know climate change, I, I I'm thinking maybe that that's that that's the reason why we're not getting as much snow. I know last year that we I think we had one snowfall uh, and it was it was pretty weak. Uh, but the thing is, around here, you know, being outside of DC, you know, you got you got that they always close the schools for like whether it's an inch or two. You know, they got they deal with a lot of like congressmen, senators, uh, kids, so that they, they don't they don't want to have any deal with any lawsuits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, let me say this first, uh, uh, Marcus, uh, and, and the reason I know Eric is not on the show tonight, as you know, is because he had a, a personal tragedy in his family, and just want to let you know him know and, and everybody out here too that you know we, we've been praying for him and, and that they'll be able to get through this. Uh, that you know God's got him, and you know just you know hopefully he'll be blessed through this time and you know with the uh, uh, the peace that they need uh, during this time. But you know just wanted to tell Eman they love him. Uh, and everybody too, just you know, send you send you love and, and prayers out to him and his family. Yeah, we love you, Eric. And you know, tonight I wore my uh, my Eric Warfield jersey uh, to, to honor you, buddy. So, um, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, and you know, just kind of keep on that. I, I don't mean to keep on the somber note, but uh, also today the uh, NFL lost a, uh, a, a, a you know one of the patriarchs of the modern day NFL in the last 20 years. Uh, General Manager Ted Thompson of the Packers, um, he passed away at 69. Um, I'm not really sure on, on the uh, how he how he passed away, but um, you know, just that's that's one guy who kind of changed the, of the last um, the, the newer generation of football in the last 20 years. Um, uh, you know, he was the guy who traded Brett Favre when no one thought that was, that, that could be done. Uh, he drafted Aaron Rodgers, and I was just reading uh, before we got on the show that uh, on his last week on the job, he. That he extended uh, Devontae Adams' contract. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, and he also extended fifth-round pick uh, Corey Lindsley. And then that same that same week, he also signed uh, Robert Tanyan, tight end, who uh, to their practice squad. And and now look at the guy. Um, but, uh, did you have ever have any run-ins with uh, Ted Thompson from Green Bay? No. Uh, and what I had to say is, you know, just the, the history of just Green Bay in itself, but you look at the coaching tree. So I, I was I was pretty much kind of under that that whole toolage of the coaching tree, of uh, you know Gruden and Reed, uh, 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 Ray Rhodes. So like all these guys that 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 coached there with Green Bay during the time, just learned that whole history and and, and just having like part of that. Uh, I don't know that that I don't know that magic something you know that brought it out. Right. But, 
all those guys just kind of understanding like what the Packers meant throughout the years. Uh, so I, I got that part of it because you, you could just see how all the guys, you know, how they acted, how they coached. And, and a lot of that came through, you know, being up there with, you know, with the Packers. So that, that, you know, that coaching tree, that is, is, is man, is everything. It really is. I mean, you're talking about illustrious, illustrious career of coaches coming through there. Yeah. Um, and just and, and as far as Ted Thompson goes, I mean, obviously you could speak to that whole Green Bay coaching tree and stuff um, and just that, that that whole tree over there they had. But, yeah, I was uh, reading some reports, stuff on him uh, when it came to draft time. He has draft boards going into the draft, and every time he would get questioned on a guy he drafted or signed, he would, t- he would tell uh, colleagues and reporters, trust the board. You got to trust the board. <laughs> Yo, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, God bless it. God bless it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, prayers and blessings go out to his family. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, to get uh, get into football um, this past week, um, what were your uh, initial thoughts uh, from this past weekend? Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me see. Where do I start? Where do I start? <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, when it, it, it you know, the game kind of started out like I thought it would, you know, and, you know, Kansas City being hot. You know, moving the moving the chains, uh, and and I knew that, you know, because of what they do, uh, offensively, that I don't care what team it, it, it that comes up against them, they're just not going to be able to stop them. And so, you know, they move the field, uh, move the ball down the field, you know, uh, rather easily, you know, against the Browns. And so, you know, the pass rush wasn't as as uh, dynamic as I thought it would be. Uh, didn't really, you know cause a lot of difference but you see the creativity offensively what they were doing and that just goes to show you man like look these guys man that are just they're on a whole different level as far as like offensively uh than everybody else i mean they really are and and so that in itself was was something that just jumped out to me of course uh and then you know defense i think defense did a tremendous job uh, you know, kind of covering, uh, you know, Chubbs and 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 uh, uh, Kareem, you know, for a time. So they did a wonderful job. And I think, uh, well, I know uh, things change, of course, when, you know, Patrick got hurt. And that you could see like the, the air kind of go out of the stadium a little bit. You know, just, you know, it's just like, man, you, we just lost, you know, our general pretty much for, for the game. And everybody just kind of wondered it. I, I, I got up, I was like, oh my gosh, man, this, this guy's hurt. Uh, it looked like he hit his head on the, uh, on the turf when he brought him down. And, and, and somebody said, no, what, it, what happened, they, they called it something like a, a, a different type of concussion, maybe where he kind of snapped his neck or something of that nature. That, that I, don't, I don't know what it was, but they, was, they were saying that there was kind of a weird thing how it happened. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, Look, uh, thank God for for Chad getting the reps last week coming into the game. Yep. That was probably uh, uh, the most important aspect for things to come to fruition this week because then he gets got in the game and he was ready. It was just like, look, I, I got a good game under my belt, you know, able to get the, you know, the entire game and then kind of come in and settle in for this game as well. Uh, even though it was a playoff game, 
but he got to play last week. So it was just like, okay, I'm not really coming in just rusty. Yeah. Like I kind of got up, you know, you know, knock some of that rust off of me and, and, and come in and just win the game. Now I will say this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> such an errant throw in the end zone. We threw the interception. Yeah. I'm just like, man, what are you like? Where was he throwing to? Right. I just, what, what was going on? Uh, so some of those things that jump out like that, that mistake in itself for one, because you could have just ran the football a little bit. I mean, down at almost a field goal range, kick the field goal, just play, you know, just manage, manage the game. That's all you need to do. Manage the game. And then two, that was like first and 20 also. Yeah, it was first and 20. So, you know, just get a couple yards. Yeah. Look, let the field goal kicker come in. They, they, then they need to go down and score. Right. So you put it on the defense. So, that was that was one part of it I had a, an issue with. Uh, the number two, uh, I, we'll kind of talk about this as well, was just running Patrick again on the option. Yeah, I would have never done that. So that that's that's my takes for this week of the game. Uh, so there's two things I did want to ask you about. So uh, uh, an element of the game, which if you looking back, that I think we won the game because of Dan- Daniel Sorensen's hit at the one yard line, which uh, caused. Um, what's his name, uh, Rashard Higgins, to uh, uh, fumble the ball out of the end zone. Um, now, people online, whether it's it – was, it wasn't just Browns fans, but a lot of people were saying that's a horrible rule, the fact that when an, off, when an offensive player fumbles the ball and it goes into the end zone, it, it, it's, the, it's the defense's ball. They said that's not, that's, not, that's not fair at all. So a lot of people were saying that. Um, and as an offensive guy, I'm just curious, what, 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 what is your thoughts on that rule and what, what's, what's players usually kind of respond to that? That touchback. I, I, I get it. I, I do get it, that aspect of it. You know, me and my brother kind of have this debate all the time. And so, you know, I mean, rules are rules, right? And I, I don't care if, if something's going to happen with any rule that somebody's just not going to like. It, it's just, that's just the nature of the, of, of the beast, right? So like, oh man, this rule, well, it's, well, I mean, it exists, right? They put it in for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was unfortunate for them, but, you know, I mean, thank God it, it happened, you know, for us. And so that part of it is, is especially when you're reaching out. And I've seen him, he's reaching out. Brady put this, put the ball over, uh, didn't quite get there. And it's just like that, that little, little misstep right there. Mm-hmm. It's subtle. I mean, hey, what are you going to do? You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, seriously. And so, I mean, that's the rule in itself. I mean, nobody likes it. I mean, obviously, if it happened to me, Offensively, I'd be, you know, up in, you know, up in arms about it. Like, oh man, this is crazy. It's just terrible rule. But, it, but if it works in our favor, I'm like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Hey, I'm glad the rule exists, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's that's the part of it, man. But I, I will say this, man. Just for Sorcerer to come in and the timing of it, man, was spectacular. And that that was so key because sometimes you see guys, and this happens a lot. Sometimes. Defensive guys kind of just give it up. You know, when they see that they're almost in there, there's almost like, oh, I'm just going to let him score, right? Not get the penalty. But for him to run straight through the guy and dislodge the ball, I mean, it just tells me, man, he, he man, he's been playing lights out football. He really has. Yeah. I've been so impressed with him this entire year. And that right there, that play in itself was just another uh, uh, example of him just playing at a high level. So, I mean, man, it was just a great play by him. I, I was, I'll, I'll put it that way. It was a better play by him to go in, make the tackle, 
you know, before he got the the uh, uh, the score and to dislodge the ball. So, you know, hey, that, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the one thing I saw people say, it's the, that's the worst rule in football. And I was like, eh, I don't know if that's the worst rule. I would say the worst rule is uh, not uh, overtime being sudden death. That, that's what I think the worst rule in football is. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of battles, but I think that one's worse than touchback on a fumble at the one yard line. Um, yeah. And uh, who's, I think uh, someone was saying that Belichick actually has a rule to never extend the ball. He tells his players to never extend the ball at, at, at the, into the end zone uh, for stuff like that. So yeah. if coach Belichick, you know, he's coaching his players not to do that, just to, just, just go out of bounds to the one instead of trying to extend it. And, you know, l- l- listen to the genius. Listen, listen to the mad yeah, genius. Yeah, no. Look, it, it makes sense because I see guys, you know, you know, running backs too, when they try to go up atop the pal and they extend it, you see the defense defender always swatting at the ball. Yeah. So that in itself is like, hey, man, you know, just get over, tuck it, you know, have it up underneath here. That way you can at least secure it. Right. Know that you have it as opposed to putting it out here. Now to get, you're giving the, the defender a chance to get the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, sure. If, you, if you're thinking about it, look, don't leave anything up to chance. And don't put it in the hands of these refs to make a decision. You don't need to, right? So, yeah. And also, another thing was uh, on that same play, people were saying his hit was illegal, that uh, they should be able to challenge that. I, I watched it multiple times. It didn't, it, I don't think he made contact with Hamilton. That was, that was shoulder. I mean, he let me let in that way. What, what did you see on that? Well, I, the way I seen it was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, inadvertently hitting him with the helmet. He, he caught him kind of like in that, that area, at least the helmet and shoulder pad, but uh-huh. he's going down and he's just trying to make the tackle. Right. So it's just like, look, I'm not, it wasn't like I was trying to target him. Mm. You know, it wasn't anything intentional. You know, he just happened to come down at the same level I'm coming down. I'm just making the tackle. So right. that to me, I, I see where they was just like, look, you know what? That it just kind of happened that way. It wasn't like he was necessarily going there trying to hit him in the helmet, and it wasn't necessarily targeting and, and helmet to helmet in itself. Mm. Uh, but I love it because it wasn't necessarily reviewable, too, right? Right. So uh, that's, 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 that's how these things go. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the deal. Listen, uh, before the season in training camp, and I, I don't know if people know this, but we have the referees come in. They come and talk to the team about the new rules and they kind of go through everything, every aspect. We ask them every question we could possibly ask them in every scenario. We're like, Hey, what if this happens? What if this happens? And so well, they, they come and do a, a, a wonderful job, just explaining every rule, uh, you know, to the, to the absolute, uh, uh, 10th degree of everything, you know, and just so precise about what they do. And, you know, these scenarios that come up, so guys know this. And like you said, Belichick said, look, don't reach out with the ball, you know, because we've already been told that if you do do this and the ball goes in the end zone, then guess what? Then all of a sudden they get the football. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to – let's take it out of their hands. Let's not do that. So, you know, look, these guys know these rules coming up. You know, I know the fans don't, you know, understand that. But we every single year it's always that the referee meeting with the teams mm-hmm. and they come in and explain every new rule to everybody. And just like, look, don't act like you don't know what's just going on. I'm explaining to you right now. Right. So, uh, but I, I have to say, in, in my estimation, I think the worst rule, to be honest with you, is like when a quarterback's kind of in his own end zone and throws the ball away and gets the safety. Mm. And I, I, that that one, because it's like, look, you anticipating the guy to make 
the tackle end zone. He may not. Right. You know, quarterback can escape, or if he's back there, I, I just I think it's a horrible, horrible rule. You know? <laughs> well, I, I think uh, to that, like for the people who are out there saying, "Well, that's a bad rule," um, that's that's not a new rule. I mean, that, like so when I was playing Pop Warner, when you were playing Pop Warner, that was that that that, that is that, that's a football rule. I mean, when I was thinking, people were like, "Oh, that's, they need to get rid of that." It's like what? That, you can't get rid of that rule. That's that's that's, that's football. Right, right, yeah. It just, it just when it affects you, yeah. now it's time to get rid of it. So, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's just funny too. People seeing like the 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 swords and tackles, a dirty, dirty play. Um, I think uh, uh, Cleveland Browns fans it must be Cleveland Browns fans. They went to change dot work, and they want um, Daniel Swanson suspended for uh, for that. Uh, for that, uh, that, that hit. It's also like, you, I mean, you, you play, I mean, obviously you, you played for many years and, you know, even when I was growing up, like in high school and I, I graduated 2012, you know, in practice, we were offense versus defense. When you ear hold somebody where it was on a crack, a crack back, or, you know, I mean, that, that was, that wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even an ear hole, you know, and that you can't even do that anymore, which is the, you know, I, that, that was always a fun hit. I, I love the ear hole on somebody. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm telling you, okay. Time that I played, I played for 12 years. Uh, the way they was able to tee off on us, you know, tight ends and wide receivers coming over the middle. I mean, now, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely, I want to say, you know, offense guys game as far as getting hit. Cause right. I used to get man, teeth dislodged and stuff. Oh my God. I mean, they used to just absolutely just come and hit, catch up underneath the chin mm-hmm. and it would be no, it was just a, a great hit, right? You just, you, now you was a highlight. That's, that's how it happened. You was a highlight. <laughs> but now, man, I mean, protect the guys, and that, no, it's, it's a great thing. But yeah, the way they used to tee off on us, jeez. Especially, especially you too. You, you, you were, you were a big dude. I mean, you saw Jason Dunn on the field, no matter where you were. You, you knew where you were, so I'm sure they would, you know, go extra hard because you were, you were a bigger guy than most. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> true. I remember getting tackled one time uh, by uh, Ray Lewis and the man in Baltimore, and I had, I swear, it felt like the whole defense hit me. I, I it for real. And they kind of held me up, and I remember somebody, somebody like, hold him up, hold him up. I was like, I'm trying to, you know, dunk down. <laughs> Brutal, man. That's, that's football, though. It's football. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, okay, so you we mentioned uh, Patrick Mahomes and the, 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 the option. Uh, he scored an option play uh, earlier on in the game, but then, you know, later on, um, uh, it was a thir- thir- third and short, was it? Uh, third and one uh, or third and two. Uh Another option play comes, and he gets hit, concussed, or well, they haven't ruled it's a concussion, so we don't we don't know what he has. If it's a pinched nerve in his neck, but he but the, the bottom line was he failed the question. Uh, they gave him a five questions, uh, and he missed one question on Sunday. That's why he didn't get put back in the game, and that's why he was on protocol, which is a report from uh, Carrington Harrison. Um, so, so, what did you think of, of that play uh, and that situation? And what do you think about his overall injury? And do you think he'll play this weekend? Uh, the, the play in itself, uh, you know, I, I think it was a bad play, a bad call. And I know uh, Andy and, 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 and Eric both know it too. You know, anytime you put your quarterback, uh, your most valuable player in a position to get hurt, uh, especially like, you know, you know, run the option, which I wouldn't even say like he's an option quarterback. You know, I, I wouldn't even put it in the hands for him running that play. We already ran it once and it, you know, okay, it worked. So, you know what? You got 200 other plays that you can run in the playbook. And I know Andy was beating himself up because he's like, hey, God, like, why did I call that? And, and yeah. so, 
I know everybody was probably thinking that, but I, I had to say, don't ever put your, 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 your quarterback in that position, especially him. I mean, you know, he's vital to the team. I mean, it, how he goes, the whole team goes. We've mm-hmm. seen that. We've, we've seen exactly, uh, you know, what ended up happening. Uh, almost cost us the game, you know, potentially. Potentially, I'll say that. But right. the guys, you know, they held it down. So, you know, what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, but 31, this, this is what I'm talking about, having a running game. I've been talking about it pretty much all year. Yep. You got to have that back. You know, to at least get one yard. You could fall forward for one yard. I mean, this is the time that you tell everybody, look, all right, bow your backs up, okay? Put your cleats in the ground, come off the football, and just win at the line of scrimmage. Right. Just win. And so, I mean, you just got to do it. And it's it's a will. There's something inside of you as a football player is just saying, like, I, I just got to get this guy for two seconds, two seconds, let me just win this battle right now for this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you can tell, I'm just kind of infuriated because, you know, I'm just, you know, it was like my forte is just blocking. I mean, we just took so much pride into that, like that short yardage and whatnot, just pounding for like that one yard, mm-hmm. one yard. Uh, so I think it was a bad play. You know, we put him in a position that he didn't need to necessarily be in. Uh, the injury in itself, uh, you know, I know you had to go into the, the protocol. And, and so, I look at it like this. If you had brought him back, how much controversy would have been to bring him back to try to win the game? And you just couldn't do it. Uh, you just really couldn't, you know, because ultimately, uh, as bad as it is, and that situation puts us in, a, in dire need, we're talking about longevity. We're talking about his career. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important part of it. So, uh, and this is what you have a team for. You, you rely on those guys. And those guys had his back. And so making that decision at the time, like, listen, you know what? Look, we got to lead. But also, too, it's important that we have Patrick for, you know, the long haul here in Kansas City. That's the most important thing. And his health is, is without a doubt, uh, what everybody is worried about. So, look, the guys were able to go ahead and get the win. Uh, you know, he's, he's recovering like he should. So everything uh, just it, it kind of worked out. It worked well, but you know we we can't uh, you know put a guy you know in in, in any type of uh, jeopardy that you know would, would shorten his career, you know just for the benefit of one game. I, I mean, I just let's just be honest here. So mm. uh, you know we we're talking about CTEs and things that's going on with guys right now, uh, and you know we we don't want anything like that to happen. You know we. So we want him around for a long time, you know, him to be in a position, you know, to help Kansas City, you know, potentially win more Super Bowls. Uh, so that was the most important thing. They did, and it was a good job by the doctors making that call. Yeah. And, and, well, you and I texted uh, during the game right after that option play. We, 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 and, you know, he got hurt last year, QB sneaks. We're not, we don't want QB sneaks anymore because of, you know, that, that fluke injury that no one's ever seen before off a of QB sneak. But yet we're running these option plays – making him more susceptible uh, to these hits in that, in that situation, would you have been more comfortable running a QB sneak? I mean, I know we're all scared to run QB sneaks with him because of what happened last year, but come on. Look that, that, that the, the QB sneak was, was a freak accident. And I would have rather ran a QB sneak at any time, as opposed mm-hmm. to running something like that, an option. Mm-hmm. No, because what you see like during the option is all, when you take away the pitch, man, all of a sudden, all you had to do was just tee off on the quarterback. 
Yeah. That's it. That's how you play it. You know, that's how you play that 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 play. So, I mean, to them, anytime he takes off running, I, I don't care. Like, you know, you know, if he doesn't give himself up, that that is just it's just a bad situation to try to put him in. So, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, quarterback sneak without a doubt. I, I don't know why we not run the quarterback sneaks. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, okay, freak. Yeah, look, freak play. You know, things that happen, but yeah. Man, we gonna put him in the option? Oh <laughs> Lord! Like, jeez. Okay. Uh, no, that's don't understand it. It's a bad call. Did you think the hit was dirty? No. You didn't think so? No, no, no. Because see, it was like Patrick was trying to get away. The guys just tackling him. That's what I was saying. Like you know, when he come in, I mean they're they're trying to you know, of course, make the tackle. Uh, it ain't like he really tried to go after his neck and just pull him down. I mean, yeah. he's just trying to do his job defensively. So, I mean, this is football, man. You, you try to get it down, a guy down as much, you know, as as you know, as efficient as possible. Mm. So, it's part of it. And, he, and, and Patrick tried to get away, but he couldn't. Mm. And that's why it was just like it was just, you know, just a freak way of just getting tackled and pulled in and stuff like that, man. These things happen, man. It, it, they do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was dirty at all. No, no not the dirty play. Yeah, because uh, Patrick's mother and um, the player actually got into a little uh, back and forth on Twitter. She said it was a dirty, dirty hit, and then he said, "I'm sorry, you know, I'm just uh, just trying to make a just trying just trying to tackle Patrick. It wasn't it wasn't meant to be dirty." And then you know they they apologized to each other, and it was uh, it was it was all uh, uh, lollipops and roses after that. Um, but as far as the concussion, I know you kind of you, you retired before that the whole like emphasis on concussion protocol and all this stuff, the blue tent and all that, but. Is it weird to for a guy to be taken out of a game for a concussion in concussion protocol to not be deemed out with the concussion and and this to be kind of such, so much mystery on this injury? Do, do, do the teams have to disclose this or do they not have to disclose what the injury is? I mean, the whole thing seems very weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you know, it's just kind of a, a new era in, in itself, uh, and they necessarily don't have to disclose it. Right. I mean, it's just pretty much, you know, their priority as far as like what, what they want to do. Right. You know, as far as like giving out, you know, the information, you know, if it's forthcoming or not, it's like, hey, listen, you know what, right now, uh, we're still evaluating, see what's going on. Because you, know, you just don't really want to, you know, let people speculate, you know, what's happening, or at least be like, oh, yeah, this was it. It's, no. So you, you, it's totally different from my, my day. Um, you know, they used to say like all the time, uh, <laughs> When, when a guy got, you know, got the deans, the little birdies around his head, they was always like, you know, how many fingers are you holding up? It was, it was always, the answer was two, right? <laughs> uh, two, okay, you're good. Go ahead and go back in. But now, yeah, I mean, they got the tent, you know, just going in. Uh, and then, and a lot of it is just kind of protecting, you know, the player and, and, and you know, uh, just making everything, you know, just kind of hush-hush, right? Mm. Yeah, you know, when I talk about hits and stuff, I always tell people that, you know, you know, I graduated in 2012, and I guess 2012 was the last kind of year of, like, I mean, I think I hear stories now of what they go through with concussions and the different kind of stuff, the baseline test before the season. We, we did all that. But um, the, the, the worst hit I ever uh, received, it was during a game. And I was a slot receiver. I was a small guy, um, so I kind of had this little chip on my shoulder. So I always want to get up faster than the defender if I got tackled. And so I wasn't like, you didn't do anything, right? I got – I got roughed up on this wall play. I get up and I, I, I don't know. I'm like kind of, I can't control where my body's going. I'm standing up and I, I stood up faster than I should have probably. Yeah. 
And I never went to, I never went to the doctor or the team doctor and say, Oh, I'm, my bell was rung, but I'm walking towards the defense. It's like second down. Our offense is right here on the huddle, but I'm walking towards the defense. I can't really control where I'm going. I'm walking towards defense. Um, and I find catch myself. I'm like, shoot. I'm like, the sideline's gonna think I'm like, I'm like messed up. The fact that I'm like walking this way right now, or they think I think I'm gonna try to get into some fight with the with with the other team. But I finally catch myself about like seven yards in to me walking to defense. I go to some random dude to play it off. My like, hey man, good hit. Tapped him on the helmet. Wasn't the guy who tackled me. <laughs> I, I I go back to my huddle and my 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 guys, my team. They don't even know anything. But coaches didn't didn't see a thing of it. I was my bell was rung big time. I, I got to it was it was a run play. On that on that play, I remember just get, getting to the line, just keep my just keep my feet set, and like you know, just uh, I didn't explode off the ball in that play, but I just remember that one. I I, I I try to play it off, but nowadays, you know, just based on what we know about concussions and head injuries and stuff, um, yeah, just it, it's a, it's a, it's a different age now, just uh, compared to what even when I played uh, high school football, and so I can't imagine what it's like when you when you see when you see these things, um, you know, I'm sure you see tackles, and you're like, that guy's all right, get him back in there. <laughs> yeah, no, we hey, look, we used to call it like missing time. Or just like I said, just get a little, you know, a little, little ding here and there, right? Get uh-huh. your bill run a little bit. Yeah. So I remember, I'll tell this quick one. I remember one time I, I hit this guy and my whole left side of my face went numb and I couldn't even see out of my eye. And I went to my coach, like, hey, coach, I like, I can't see out of my eye and stuff like that. He said, let me see. He took some water and squirted some water like in my eye and rubbed it. He was like, all right, get back in there. And I'm like, <laughs> what? My whole side of my face is numb. I can't even see. <laughs> he's, he's thinking like, I had dirt in it or something. He's, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's almost like when when your mom gets you up and you're, you're a kid and you're crying like, yeah, well, get up. You're okay. Don't worry about it. You can go back in. He's like, I guess I'm all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally different era, brother. Totally different era. Yeah. It's just, it, it's interesting just just seeing like, you know, um, and I think it was, it's, and you know, talk about being transparent. I think that some of the stuff I'm seeing online is these Buffalo fans think it's, it's, it's BS. Like, Oh, he's in a concussion. He has a concussion. They're not saying it's a concussion because they don't, because they know if he has a concussion, he's not going to play this weekend. Um, and, but the thing is an independent doctor is going to come in tomorrow, I think. And they're going to evaluate him. It has nothing to do with the NFL. And they said that the, that the heart in part in this is finding a doctor who doesn't know who Patrick Mahomes is, doesn't know the AFC championship games going on. I mean, how, how independent is this guy going to be? Um, hope he's not a Bills fan. I mean, I, I think that's the right, only thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get it from New York up that way. <laughs> uh, no, they, I mean, you had to talk about, man, it, it, you know, it's integrity, right? I mean, the doctor's going to come in and he's going to do, you know, the fair thing, a fair assessment. But also, too, I mean, you know, the doctors in Kansas City have, look, I, I know those guys. And, and all the guys are there when I, when I played. Uh, Dr. Monaco, uh, those guys, man, do a, a tremendous job. And they, they'll never put a guy in, in harm. They won't. Mm. Uh, so they have a great staff, uh, but they absolutely take care of, you know, those guys and the players. Now, like I said, I know they will never do anything that's going to put them in harm's way. And they're going to do what's best for the player, you know, regardless of it. And, and, and I will say that, to, to be honest with you, that's just a testament to the organization in itself. You know, so, uh, you know, that's what, you know, the Hunt family stands for, you know, the Chiefs stand for, and they're going to do things as fair. So yeah, I, I think you know, everything should be fine. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, seeing him on the practice field today with the helmet on yesterday, he was on the practice field. Um, so I think that's they wouldn't put it; they, they wouldn't be allowing him to wear a helmet and practice with the team if he wasn't all good to go. So I think um, you know, yeah, I think he just got his bell rung. You know, 
Yeah, well, the Bills are hoping they hoping they, you know, oh, he's got a good cut. They, they're hoping for it because <laughs> they know that 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 chance, you know, for them winning the the, uh, the game, starting to slip away. Yep. Day by day, day by day. So yeah. keep hoping. Yeah, <laughs> and the weird thing is, you know, I, I'm fans are a different animal. They they want to get by. They want to get to the Super Bowl. They have, they, have, they haven't tasted this since the early nineties. But like the, the team, the Buffalo Bills, you know, forget the fact that, you know, they hope Patrick's okay. They want to play the Chiefs at their best. They don't want to play the Chiefs with Chad Henney. They want to, they want to play, you know, um, the team, the, the Chiefs at their best. I mean, is that as a, as a player, I mean, you want to play against the best of the best. You don't want to play against a, you know, a freebie, right? I, look, hey, look, if, if a guy's down, listen. Hey, that's just part of the game. If he didn't play, like, woo, oh, well, thank God. I mean, obviously, you want to compete, right? Right. Well, you know, all the other guys are not going to just give up, you know, because you know he's down. Mm. But, but also, too, it 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 it's easier road, and so you know, it's always going to be tough to travel for one to get out mm. there to Kansas City. And if you got a guy down, you, you do hope he's okay. Right. It's, it works in your favor, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, shoot, I, I don't care who it is, man. Anytime you see a guy that's down, you know that that ultimately could kill you in, a, in you know the football game. Right. Hey, you know what? I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too upset with him not playing. <laughs> Real man. Hey, let's just be honest. So we're talking <laughs> with the championship. How we win? How we win? Doesn't matter. As long as you got the W, that that's what matters. And winning this championship, if it doesn't, then so be it. Hey, Patrick will never play. Fine. Okay. <laughs> No, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, you, you play with what what, what hand you're given. You got you got you got to go with it. So you know, yeah. I'm sure they'll take any advantage. You know, hope, they hope he's okay, but I'm sure they'll take any advantage. Hey, hey, hey hope he's okay. But hey, if you don't play, man, I, hey, I'm not gonna worry about it at all. You know, <laughs> I know it's how they feel it. But. <laughs> all right. So uh, next topic. Um. So you know, we're talk we're talking about possibly. They hope Mahomes doesn't play, but what what are the obviously he's probably going to play, knock on wood here. But uh what are the biggest keys to victory outside of Mahomes not playing this weekend for the Buffalo Bills? Uh man, keys to victory. Uh, you know, you're talking about for Buffalo in itself. Yeah. Okay. Uh you know what? If if they can Stop the offense, which I, I just I don't see him doing, uh, you know, because now I'm thinking because Sammy's going to be back this week, too. Right. Yeah. Sammy and CEH. And CNH. So we, we talking about, man, a full deck. Yep. So, you know, here you was hoping that the, the, the you know, the main guys out, we getting two you know, two studs back. Yeah. So, you know, we should be, you know, firing all cylinders. If you just stop that offense. That'll give them a chance and opportunity. Uh, and then, uh, as far as defensively, you had to be an effective runner, kind of up in the passing game. Uh, but you got to dig, they got to have a huge game. You know, Bees have got to have a huge game, and they've done a tremendous job this whole entire week. But also, too, I think if you just keep Josh Allen and don't keep him in the pocket and get any pressure on him, That'll work in their favor too. We talking about a big quarterback that's got good speed, who's athletic, uh, who 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 has a big arm. Uh, he's been playing lights out too, man. He, he's been playing tremendous football. So I think if they they play, uh, you know, mistake free football, defense does a great job stop the offense, 
and then offensively for them, if they're able to get the running game going and then, of course, get digs and, and Beasley have a, a huge game, mm. then they'll have a, a great opportunity to win, to, to win the game. But all the things I've said, I think the, the, the Chiefs have an advantage uh, offensively. And then defensively, I think, you know, Spags going to put something together, kind of, you know, come out to Josh Allen. I mean, I think you had to bring the pressure to him. And you got to do something kind of underneath, you know, stop the quick routes, you know, the digs and then Beasley too. So. And um, I think it was either you or Eric, I forget who uh, mentioned it on the show a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Buffalo being a threat. I think it was the reg- end of the regular season. Yeah. Someone brought up a great point. I forgot who it was. I know you guys always bring up great points, but um, this was when we, when we played Buffalo, we didn't have Le'Veon yet. And that was the week that our passing game didn't really, we didn't really need a, a pa- passing game that week. I mean, uh, CEH had 161 yards rushing. And so we beat them with not the strength of our, our offense. We, Patrick, you know, he broke, broke a sweat that game. I think he threw like 21 times, I think the lowest of the year actually in that game. Now, when we beat them by nine points, two possessions, when we barely threw the ball and we didn't have Sammy that game either. What, I mean, what, what, what does that kind of strike to you? I mean, does that, does that strike like, uh Oh, something's going to happen now. Like, you know, the fact that we won this game without our passing game, then we come into this game. They can make, what, what, what does that tell you? Uh, so, uh, you know, we were kind of talking before not Eric was the one that made that, uh, uh, that, that, that assessment about the, the game. Uh, uh, so you don't have CEH, right? Which was your guy then. Right. You know, that, that, that rush for how many how many yards was it? I think I think one sixty one if I remember correctly. One sixty one, right? So now you don't have him. But <laughs> Buffalo's defense is, is their 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 quicker defense, smaller, so really athletic, kind of get out there. You could still probably run the ball effectively. But now, because you have all these other weapons out, out, out around you, and if you do have that, then it doesn't hurt us because sometimes when teams become one-dimensional passing the ball, that's not their forte. Right. Well, it just happened to be our forte in Kansas City of passing the football. So it's not like, oh, we're going to be hurt because if the running game doesn't work well. Well, then we just go back to what we do best, <laughs> what we do better than anybody else in the league is pass the football, get guys open. And so – I think you know when you when you have that uh, that advantage with the guys around you, then it, it it doesn't hinder you, especially if the running game doesn't you know is not as effective as as it was the first game. Uh, so I, th- I think that point in, of it that in itself uh, works well in our favor. But if you're trying to lean on the running game, which we just haven't we just haven't had. A, a great running game the past few weeks. Uh, serviceable, yeah, but, you know, I, I, nobody's hit 160 since then. Like, just have it, you know? So, hey, you know, I, I just think we, we do a better job just matching up uh, against them defensively. And you're just not going to be able to stop, you know, the weapons that we have around us, you know, so. Yeah, and I think this week having Sammy back, which we didn't have that game, who's our move the chains guy, our possession receiver, and then and the Ceh practice in full today. Uh, Le'Veon Bell missed practice today, so is Ceh going to get the full low with the, not the full low because Daryl Williams looks like a you know he, he's looking like you know he's looking like oh, he's got a little Priest Holmes in him. <laughs> yeah, he, man, he does. He, uh, you know he's he, he's impressive back here. 
So the thing is, you can see E.H., uh, Williams and, and just kind of, you know, run them back and forth, you know, kind of one, two punch, yep. you know, let them get their carries, uh, you know, just to keep the defense honest, right? Keep them honest. So, you know, you do, a, you know, a couple of, uh, 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 you know, draw plays, mm. you know, a couple of quick screens, you know, uh, things like that of that nature, you know, that way the defense is just not sitting back in zone, hoping like, okay, well, this is what they're going to do. We're going to play underneath. And hopefully, you know, we'll we'll sit in the, the passing passing lanes to stop what they do. Stop Kelsey, stop Watkins, stop Tyreek. So I don't think you'd be able to do that. Yeah, it's a lot lots of stop. <laughs> a lot to stop, man. That's a lot. That's a that's that's a full plate right there. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so going we kind of talk about Darrell Williams. Um, our next question is the X factor of this week, the other. Uh, Dante Hall style. Um, last week was Daryl Williams and Tyron Matthew. Were, I, I guess, I mean, this is just my opinion. They were the two X factors of last week's game. Um, and, you know, uh, Tyron Matthew had an amazing game. Uh, Daryl Williams, you know, came on strong there being the, uh, our, our bell cow last week. Who's the player you're expecting to be the X factor or, or the players uh, offense and defense? Like who, who, do you, who do you expect to see be a play a major role in this? Obviously Mahomes be plays. He's always going to be the X factor, but outside of that, who do you, who do you see kind of being the, uh, the X factor in this one on offense and then on defense. Uh, I'm gonna say this. Pretty interesting. Sammy Watkins. Here's why. Because he used to be up here in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, he was first round pick for him, right? And so almost this might be like that one revenge game. He's getting back. Like, look, you know what? <laughs> hey, I used to be here. They got rid of me. Guess what? Wait till you get low to me out here, <laughs> right? With this arm and this guy, right? So uh, I think he might be the X factor. He might be like, you know, coming out with a vengeance. Maybe that's what he was just waiting on. You just, yeah. you know what? He's been resting for it. <laughs> he's been resting for it. You know, sitting up and just doing extra push-ups. It's just, you know, just, you know, they got rid of me. I, I can't believe this. You know, so hopefully, man, it just, it, it, it breathes a little bit of that competition. You know, just that that fight and, and, and you know, the tenacious, you know, give to just come in and just destroy this team. So I think, man, he might be the X factor this, this, this week. Uh, defensively, defensively. Uh, I don't know why it seemed like Breland didn't have a good game to me last week. So he exited early with the uh, concussion. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And he's still in the protocol as well. Yeah, yeah. So, woo, we, man, we got the corners. Got to be they. They got to. They got to come up tough this week. They got to come up tough. You know. So that's that's going to be that's going to be key. Uh, and also, too, man, we, we, we had to look at the pass rush this week, be the X factor. Yeah. Because you want to keep Josh Allen in the pocket, all right? Big guys up front, Jones and them guys are going to be able to, you know, kind of stuff the inside guys. But the pass rush on the outside, I think, might be an X factor to get to him. Mm. You know? And the, here's the thing, because when Josh Allen's throwing the football, he's long and he has this, this windup. It's, it's, you know, so a lot of guys get there just swatting the ball, just getting their arm on him. And it's a big surface to work with. <laughs> I mean, he's a huge guy. Hey boy. So that's the thing about it. Like with smaller quarterbacks, you kind of get around and just try to reach. But, you know, long guy like that, I mean, just reach out there and just touch his body. And that's what, you know, you're kind of looking for these guys to do. So that's that's the two. Sammy Watkins, cornerbacks, and defensive ends this week. Next yeah, and I, I hope we see I hope we see Frank Clark and get some passers. And that's the thing. Last year, Sammy Watkins – 
playoffs, he was spectacular. He missed a lot of games during the regular season. Same. And that's kind of been his whole, you know, MO over his career. He misses a lot of games uh, for whether hamstring injuries or what, what not came on strong in the playoffs. We haven't seen him yet this week, grudge match against his old squad. So that could be something there. And then on the opposite side, you talk about uh, the pass rush, Frank Clark, you know, six sacks in the regular season, um, you know, hasn't really lived up to the contract that, that, he, that he was given. However, you know, and, I, and last week, I think you and I talked about it, he got, he was, he was getting blocked by uh, Rashard Higgins. I mean, come on, you, just, you can't be, you can't be letting that happen to you. I mean. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of went inside. I'm like, why, what? Like, why would you go inside on this guy? You know, I mean, stay outside on, on one of the plays, but yeah, he, he's, he's, he's got to come up big. Yeah. Uh, what's his, uh, Dannon, you know, he's, uh, he's got to come up too. Uh, and, and I think, I think they'll have a good game this week. I think I really do. So it's about time. It's time for him to show up. And I think uh, what I saw, we pressured him. We got to him, uh, QB pressure him nine times last time we played. Um, so, I mean, if that, if that keeps up, I mean, that, and that was in Buffalo too. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, so those, those guys on the, on those bookends get a little stiff, man, during, during the cold weather. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, uh, Chris Jones had an amazing game last week. I, I think that was all. It was, it was between him or uh, – for me, it was between him or Matthew as far as with the best game on defense. Chris Jones, I mean, you know, say what you want. Frank Clark hasn't had a good season, but Chris Jones is worth every penny that he got this offseason. Always spectacular, man. He, he does a, a great job. I mean, he's such a big guy. But he, he, he when we talking about, you know, offensively, you know, the guards and the center is always trying to set, you know, the depth of the pocket. Right, he was crushing that. I mean, you, you can just feel the pressure coming up from him, man. He, mm-hmm. he does a great job every week. I, I love watching him. I love watching him because you, know, you know what you can get from him every week. You do, mm-hmm. and he provides and he provides that like that boost and like that uh, that energy. I mean, you see him on sidelines, you know, singing the songs, dancing even before plays. So he, I mean, he he gives that whole boost, that jolt that the defense needs. You know, um, so. Yeah, I, I I see him. I could see him having a big day and seeing how our defense going the way he goes this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So ho- hopefully that happens. And now, okay, so now we're getting to the, my favorite portion of the show is the uh, pr- uh, predictions, the game picks. Um, so first we're gonna start off on the NFC. So I want to hear. I, I know you had a prediction earlier on the season, and that team is still in. Um, and the team I actually put money on before the season was Green Bay. Um, so we got Green Bay, a three and a half point favorite against uh, Tampa Bay. You know, and I, I gotta say this: I think the Ted Thompson news earlier might provide an even added jolt for Green Bay, especially Aaron Rodgers, the guy who drafted him. You know, to want to win one for uh, Ted Thompson. Uh, you know what? Uh... I'm going to go with 24-21, and I'm going with uh, Tampa Bay winning it. Oh, you're sticking to it. <laughs> sticking to it, man. I'm, I'm sticking to it. I, I just – you know what? I, I, uh, and, I, and I lost a bet last week uh, with Devontae Adams, okay, <laughs> not getting 80 yards. So I, I, had, to, I had to say it, you know, the, the, been most money over. It was looking promising, too, at the beginning of that game. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. He got the he got the tub on him, and it just I don't know, man. It, 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 oh, I just yeah, I watched the fifty just float away like it <laughs> float away. Uh, but it, but yeah, I'm looking twenty four twenty one. I don't think it's just it's it's going to be a lot of points. Uh, but you know, of course, the running I think running game is going to be a factor for both teams. Uh, 
you know, because it's just cold and the guys on the outside uh, may not do as well as we think they will. So it's going to be one of those kind of grueling, drawn-out hard games uh, on both sides of the ball. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a great game. Great game. Can't wait to see it. But I, I see uh, I see 24-21. That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, and I think uh, Tampa Bay will pull it out. Time, man. Time, <laughs> time is time, man. He, he, he's going to do it again, man. He's going to do it again. So we'll see. And uh, it's supposed to it's supposed to snow. They're expecting snow. I, I haven't looked at the update. I looked at it yesterday. They're expecting snow in that. Do you think that affect? I mean, everyone forgets Brady played in New England and Massachusetts. Uh, but but he may be accustomed and acclimated to the you know the warm weather he's getting down in Tampa. What, do you think that plays a role or no? No, man. He, look, he's got that cold weather in his blood, man. He's, <laughs> got, he's got ice in his veins. Tom does, man, during this time. You know, he's just like, man, I, I want it to snow. He's probably asking for it. So I mean, you know, he's got. Two guys on offense that, that's played in that. So you got Gronk, of course, and then AB, yeah. right? AB, he's going to play. I know he, he kind of nicked himself. He had like a little injury on his on his knee, but those are two guys, two co weather guys. Yeah. Well, to them, I don't even matter. Now, Evans and uh, 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 Godwin. Uh, yeah, Godwin. Now, that might be a different different story. You know, <laughs> guys, <laughs> you weren't bloody. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Um, but the uh, the Ted Thompson aspect does that an emotional victory? Could that be something that plays a part for Rodgers? Oh, definitely, definitely, without a doubt. Uh, you know, just for the entire organization, and I know the entire organization just filling it. And I'm I'm pretty sure that now from this time on, they probably dedicate the season right to him in the Super Bowl. So that just gave him another incentive uh, to win the game. And so they're going to come in fired up with a lot of uh, emotion, a lot of energy, uh, you know, to win for him. And I know everybody in the building is feeling it. Uh, so it's going to it's going to be a factor. It's going to it's going to be a tough, hard fought game, man. It, it, and I think it's going to come down. I'll tell you this. My prediction is going to be a three point game. It's going to be one off the field goal toward the end. There it is. All right. So if it ain't twenty four twenty one, it it it'd be. No, I'll leave it at that. 24-21. Field goal at the end. It's going to win it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it'll be low scoring, low scoring-ish like that, uh, just based on the weather and stuff. Um, yeah, so that, that should be a good one. I I put money on the Chiefs and Packers going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Uh, actually, at the time, the Packers were probably like the, like the eighth or ninth uh, the highest team to get to the, the Super Bowl. I put $35 on the Chiefs and Packers to make it to the Super Bowl to win $1,700. So hopefully that happens. Oh, okay. Well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> nope, we win. I don't have any money. On, I don't have any, any, any dog in this fight. I just want the Chiefs to make it. So time, hey, if we make it, not, hey, so be it. <laughs> well, it's one of those things like I, I was telling my friend, he was like, why didn't you put more money on it? I was like, yeah. I was like, like I knew that was going to be a thing. Because you put seventy dollars in that, you'd be winning thirty-two hundred. I was like, yeah, I know that. I, you know, I, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> um, okay, so the main, the main event, the prime time game on Sunday, the game you know, chief concerns is all about. Our main concern, our chief concern on Sunday is this game is the Buffalo Bills coming to Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs are a. It's actually funny that the way the line's gone on this one. So immediately after the Chiefs game, when everyone thought Patrick was done, you know, he had the concussion. Uh, the Buffalo Bills were a one and a half point favorite. As soon as Andy Reid went to the podium and said that Patrick's fine, you know, he was had you guys bell rung or whatever. 
uh, the Chiefs became a three-point favorite uh, and have been a three-point favorite all throughout the week. Um, and, and they have, have stayed that way. Um, so what are your, what are your uh, predictions there, J.D.? Uh, Hardball game, I think it's going to be 28-24. That's my prediction. So uh, offense, like I said, is still going to score points. Buffalo is going to give them a, a hard ball game. Uh, they're not going to give it up. They're going to give it away. Uh, but I think they're going to come out on top, 28-24. Uh, now, as far as we, 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 know, we know the Chiefs play, is it going to be one of those games where we take an early lead and just stay put? And uh, you know, kind of like uh, Buffalo battles back, or is it a game we Patrick, you know, was down twenty, uh, down twenty four, twenty one, and scores a touchdown at the end of the game? I think it's what it's going to be. I, yeah. I think it, they they may come back, and and, and it's going to be twenty one all. Kick a field goal, twenty four, twenty one, and then we're going to come down and, and and actually score. They'll get the ball back. We twenty eight, twenty four. They know they got to go down and score and do a touchdown. It's not going to happen. You're going to give me a heart attack on Sunday night. <laughs> Man, there it is. I know it's going to be tight. Sunday night's going to be tough for us. It is. It's going to be a long, long day. <laughs> that was a, that's what it felt like last, uh, last Sunday. Were you, were you, you, were you get off of your couch and jumping up when you saw Henny uh, do that run? Yeah, I was. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because as soon as he took off, I'm like, go, go, go. And I'm just, you know, he's, he's a bigger guy. I'm yeah. just like, there you go, you know, lay into it. And so, man, I got up and we just, you know, just so elated and just, you know, screaming, and like, yeah, just, you know, and we just, no short. <laughs> but then, then you kill me when I get on the center. I mean, what are they doing? I'm like, oh my God, like, what, what, fourth and inches? Run the quarterback sneak. You're not worried about this guy getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you know, go on, run it, quarterback sneak. And so, Look, hats off to him because that was a hell of a call. I didn't expect that at all. Uh, but it's such a great play uh, that they run because Tyreek is just step and going straight out. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's so uh so it's a play that that is kind of is is it's it's uh a very play that that everybody kind of runs. Where that guy is getting the first down is just in the end zone. It's just like right. a quick little out, uh, but they 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 changed it up a little bit just to get the first down, and it's just it's it's effective. The only way that you stop that play, the only way, is if you have that corner come all the way down, okay, to hit that that guy going to the out. That's it. That's the only way you're gonna be able to stop that, uh, or, or unless you out leverage the the receiver. Right. Do you giving up? You know the slants on the inside. So I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's such a great play. You can't you, you can't play outside leverage because then you run the football, right? Yeah. So great play, great play on, on Andy's part, man. I, I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. Not at all. Perfect. Even even Romo was like was like screaming like a little, like a little kid watching that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And look, that, that was ballsy. That was absolutely ballsy. Yeah. You know, Andy was like, "Look, I'm just gonna lay these things right here, right now." Mm-hmm. Okay. Take him out, okay? <laughs> you jokers have it. So, <laughs> well, the thing was, I don't think they. I mean, you, you and me, are sitting at home, we we didn't think they were, we were going to call hike. Uh, Cleveland didn't. If you look at the guy who's guarding uh, Tyreek, as soon as that play breaks, you see he's flat footed. All those guys are flat footed on that on that play. No right. one, no one thought they were calling hike. Right, right. Trying to draw them off sides, and I was, of course, it's like, look, don't don't jump off sides, don't jump off sides, especially if you're a shotgun. Yep. Right. 
Only thing I could think of is if, if all of a sudden toward the end he just runs up to the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. you know, catch the ball and then and just go. But right, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, man, maybe that's what they're doing and just you know punt it. Yeah, let Breaker come down the field. All right. Well, okay. So now we're going to go to our second to last segment. Usually it's our last segment of the night, but uh, we'll have a little surprise for you guys after our Twitter segment. Um, So our uh, second to last segment is our chief concern segment uh, where I look at some of the chief kingdom uh, hot takes out there and let our guys respond to them. So our first one tonight. So JD, you get two tonight. Uh, You get, you get two tweets to respond to. Um, So the first one comes from at NFL research. Um, they tweeted, the Chiefs will host the AFC Championship game for the third straight season. The Chiefs joined the 02-2004 Philadelphia Eagles, also coached by Andy Reid, as the only teams to host three straight conference championships. Jason, you played with Andy Reid for a year. What is your response to that one? Just being able to be played with a guy, this offensive genius, as Andy Reid is. Uh, you know what, man? It, it, it just talks about how it speaks of what type of coach he really is. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a player's coach, uh, and he, he, he really takes care of the guys. The guys understand him. They really want to play for him and win for him. So uh, a lot of the guys that I played with up there in, in Philly, uh, like Dawkins and Trotter and, 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 and Bobby Taylor and, you know, all those guys, man, and, and you know, Donovan McNabb, you know, those guys understand and just love Andy. And they loved him back. And so, you know, during that time, it was always just this, that love and embracing of having a coach that you know has your back, that loves you, takes care of you. And so you want to do the same for him. So same thing out here in, in Kansas City, you know, Eddie comes in. Uh, and sometimes, you know, when you have a new coach, some things are contentious by, by some some guys. But Eddie comes in, man, with a disposition of just like, hey, you know what? Hey, look, you know, this is this is your team. It's not my team. This is your team. I'm just here to help you get to where you need to get to. Those guys like, man, they embraced that. So he embraced them and it just fell into, you know, the, the whole air of the, the Chiefs kingdom and, you know, them loving them and everybody just, you know, lo- loves what Andy does, man. He, he's, he's, he's a good guy, a great coach and, you know, very well respected. Uh, all the players and guys that played on him. And, and I have to say, man, I take my hat off to Andy, man. He's, he's just a, a tremendous dude. He really is. Uh, but it's just a testament to, you know, you know, his 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 information, his knowledge of the game. It really is. So uh, it's great. Hopefully, we'll we'll have more than just these three. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see even more from here. So and hopefully, for his uh, his resume, body work. I know going three back to back. You know, he's only got six back-to-back championships in general. He's only got one Super Bowl ring to speak to, you know, to, to, to speak for it. So hopefully he gets another one this year um, to go right. two, two out of six. Um, and also I think it shows a testament of, of him, a, a player coach, how many guys he's gotten from the teams he's coached to become coaches. You got to talk about Doug Peterson, Mike Kafka, uh, Deuce Staley. Um, I know I'm uh, Coach Bianami. I mean, there's so, so many guys out there um, that he's brought on to become coaches. So, yeah. It's, it speaks to how good of a guy he is and get, getting people into the game. Um, all right, so our next one comes from at Chiefs Highlights, uh, which is probably one of my favorite um, accounts on Twitter. Um, they're always showing old school highlights, um, and I'm start I'm starting to get into that. Getting uh, clips of you guys out there. So, <laughs> um, 
But okay, so they tweeted a video of uh, Josh Norman on uh, Rich Eisen's show um, talking about the game. Now, the video clip just goes on to show um, that he says, quote, who's better than Allen and Diggs? Talking about that receiver and QB combination. And then he goes on to say that he will be following and trailing Tyreek Hill and covering Tyreek Hill one-on-one throughout the game. Jason, what is your response to that one? Uh, as far as like, uh, okay, what's what's the question in itself? What, what is like? Do, do you do you, do you agree that uh, that he thinks that Josh Allen digs the best QB wide receiver combination? And what what are your thoughts on him uh, trailing and shadowing Tyreek Hill on Sunday? They're, I mean, they're, they're, look, they're they're a great uh, duo. They really are, you know, and have a great, great chemistry. But uh, they're one of the best. I wouldn't put them up as the best, but they, they are definitely one of the best uh, in the league right now. No, no doubt about it. Uh, I think right now the, the most dynamic, uh, you know, as far as, you know, I don't even want to say the best. But there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, man, been killing it all year. They really have. Uh, you know, did you know Tyreek and, and, and you know Patrick? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Patrick got a lot of guys to throw to, right? So yeah. same thing, like you know, down there in uh, in, in Tampa. Um, Kyler Murray and Hopkins, another one too. Kyler and Hoptown, Hop yeah, no doubt. So they're, they're, look, they're, they're they're good. He's supposed to say they're they're the best, of course, yeah. right? That's what he's supposed to say. Uh, him trailing Tyreek Hill, uh, the whole game. Hey, I tell you what, he better bring his lunch pail. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, because you, you know you, you're talking about uh, you know a burner that runs great routes. I mean, just make guys just miss. Uh, he's better be he better be ready. He better eat his Wheaties. Wheaties mm-hmm. and start getting some other things in his body. How you know maybe meditate a little bit. You know, get his mind right. But he better come in with a warrior mentality if he's thinking about stopping Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, I just I just I don't see that being possible. And Tyreek, man, he, he, he'll expose you. He'll expose you. You don't have to talk about it now. He'll, he'll do it out there on the field. So, yeah. you know what? Maybe eat the words. Yeah, you you troubling him all right. That's what you're going to be doing all game. <laughs> you know, so, watching the Knights from the back, <laughs> from the bottom of the shoes. So, so yeah. So, it, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. And this isn't the Josh Dorman from, you know, years past. You know, this, I mean – Hey, yeah. he's still he's still a, a solid cornerback in the league, but he's not Josh Norman of the Panthers a couple of years ago. It's uh, it's a, it's a different guy. Listen, look, when you get a little older, you know sometimes your mouth got to work for you, right? <laughs> when your body couldn't do it, so so you still talk a good game, like yeah, that's you know. So hopefully, you know, put some of the guys here, but like, oh no, no, watch <laughs> work physically. Not the same guy, right? <laughs> so sometimes you just got to use your mouth to talk yourself into it. So that's mm-hmm. not as part of it. It's part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that does it for our twitter segment all right so now we're going to go to uh we're, te- we're testing it out um when the season's over uh jason eric and i are going to be fielding more calls from the, our fans to ask questions uh from you all um and we have our first guest on tonight we have Stuart saucepan on the line right now um Stuart, thanks for calling in man uh, you're, you're welcome yeah so i um i had a uh, Two questions, if I could do a two-part one. Go for um, it. I uh, uh, was wondering if Patrick Mahomes uh, isn't able to play this weekend, um, how do you think the Chiefs will fear um, 
in the playoff game on Sunday. How do you think they'll do against the, the Buffalo Bills? Uh, even though they have a you know high-powered team, it still pretty much revolves around Mahomes. And uh, and then my second question, real quick, is uh, I um, I live down here, uh, Clearwater Beach, it's only 20 minutes outside of Tampa, and uh, the Super Bowl, of course, is being held there. And uh, from what I understand, um, they aren't going to let that many fans into the game because of the coronavirus, and I don't think they're going to allow tailgating. And uh, I also, uh, from what I heard, they're not going to have a lot of the outside parties and festivities. They had bands and all that stuff all the time uh, up here on the beach and by, by the stadium. Do you think if uh, Kansas City makes the Super Bowl, will, will there still be a big fan base wanting to come to Tampa from Kansas City if all that stuff is canceled? Uh, okay, uh, shoot, thanks for those questions. Two very good questions. Two very good questions. So the first one, uh, I'll, I'll tackle this. Uh, uh, and it's going to be very important uh, for guys to rally around everybody else, defensively and offensively, to come together. Come, and, and if, if Chad happens to be the one at the helm, uh, just get behind him and support him as much as possible. You know, they got to do their part of getting open, you know, running the football, uh, just making big targets, and, you know, being available when he needs them. And Chad has to do his job, too, with, uh, you know, getting the ball out of his, out of his hands, which Chad is, he, he's a good quarterback. You know, I, I don't take anything away from him. Uh, this is kind of, you know, fairly new as far as being in, in, in the playoffs. But I, I think, you know, the Chiefs will fare well uh, with him. And, and and I think also, too, if Patrick is down, that is, that, that's a motivating factor for them to do well in the game. I think you'll, you'll get that from the fans. you get that from the team. And these guys will be like, look, we're going to win this for Patrick. So that, that's, that gives them a, a little bit more spunk, a little bit more incentive, you know, just to kind of win the game. And play a little bit harder. Play with a little bit more energy if they don't have their general at hand. And so, you know, I, I think that they'll do a good job. And I think, you know, I'm always going to say that they'll win. It, it'll be a tougher road for them, no doubt. Uh, but I think the defense will, will, will step up. I mean, Tyrell Matthew uh, on the other side, uh, uh, the landlord, will, will, will change some things up. I think, you, you know, he'll come out. Chris Jones, another one, will get into the, you know, defense. But like, hey, man, we got to do this. Sorensen, same thing. Everybody's going to step their game up, you know, just a little bit more, you know, to, to carry this through. Uh, so I think they'll do a great job. It'll be a tougher road for them. But I still think that, you know, the advantage is, you know, playing in Kansas City. And then, of course, him being out, guys rallying together to try to win it for Patrick uh, during this time. Uh, and the second question, uh, will the Chiefs travel, you know, with them having a the coronavirus, not doing the festivities and whatnot out there for the game? Uh, and do, do you think that they'll still bring their fan base? I'll tell you what, man, the Chiefs do travel. And one thing is, I do know this also. Man, there's a lot of Chiefs fans all around the country that you just quite didn't didn't quite know was there. So I know, like, uh, uh, Florida is like one of the transient states where everybody comes from everywhere. So I'm sure you got a lot of Chiefs fans that will be at the game. And they just, you know, people are, are just NFL fans. Period. They want to come see Patrick Mahomes play. They want to come see these guys go out here and go do it. 
just even if you don't have all the, the, the hoopla and all the parties and whatnot around it, the ambiance of just having, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl there in Tampa, because it's still going to be warm, right? That, that's another thing. It's going to be a warm place, warm environment. So people look for a vacation, uh, but also, too, they'll find something to do. You know, even wearing a mask, they'll find something to do. And I think that even like you don't have the, you know, the tailgating, people still get together, you know, tailgate somewhere. So even it has to be down like where you said you are in Clearwater, or right there in Tampa, people still going to get together and still try to do like tailgating just with their own little family and whatnot. Uh, but the ambiance of just having the Super Bowl, regardless of where it is, uh, changes things. And thank God it's just somewhere that is warm. Now, if it was somewhere colder, now you might not have as, as, as good of a crowd. But I think, you know, it being this year, being in Tampa, that you'll, you'll have a good amount of people just around. Uh, so uh, hopefully everybody stays safe. But I think, you know, the Chiefs definitely travel well. Uh, but you also have some some people down from that area, uh, surrounding states, that will get there for the game too. So, yeah, appreciate the, uh, the question, Stu. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Stu. Do you have another question? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I would no, you answered it good. I was just going to say, uh, when you about you know the warm weather climate, um, that yeah, that 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 probably um, will bring people here. Um, I, I I um the, the the other thing um I don't know you know since um, the Super Bowl, um, I do have one last question. Um, since the Buccaneers are <laughs> another team that might make the Super Bowl. Um, what team do you think uh, the Chiefs uh, would stand up better against uh, the Packers or the Buccaneers if they had to play one of the two? Which one do you think the Chiefs match up better with? That's, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, you know what? I, I, I think – I think they match up better against Green Bay than you do Tampa. And Tampa, uh, they have a, a good defense. They got a lot of weapons around them. Uh, I think Green Bay, you know, you stop the run, and then you stop Devontae Adams and Scantley and who, who's Lazard. Oh, they got uh, Toya, too, the tight end. Uh, they do do a good job. But I think, I think if it comes down to, like, scoring points, I do believe that uh, the Chiefs would do a better job scoring points against Green Bay than they would against Tampa. And we, I, the only reason I say that is because, you know, there's, the, you know, Tom has, uh, I'll go to Tom, uh, just kind of managing the game. And it's always that magic. I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not really a big Tom Brady fan, but I, you know, I know this guy, he, he just has something about it. He does. And so he does a great job, man, as far as, like, managing the game, getting guys around him, rallying around him. Uh, and then, of course, being down in Tampa, too. I mean, that'd be the hometown uh, uh, team. So the whole city would be leaning in on, on Kansas City. So that, that'd be really, really, really tough. Uh, but I, I think Chiefs will win either way, regardless of what team they play. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Stu. I appreciate it. Yeah. You got Thank it. you. Thanks. Yeah, I think with, with, with that uh, that question he asked um, about, well, I mean, I, I think you know, just knowing the politics of uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida, I think that 
uh, a couple months ago, he said he wanted everything to be open up um, for, for the Super Bowl. He wanted to have a packed stadium. I don't know if he's going to get a packed stadium, but I think just just based on what I know about, you know, Florida's lax laws when it comes to COVID, I think I think a black fans will take the chance to go see their team in the Super Bowl, whether it is packed house or not. So I, I see, I mean, I, I would see that she's traveling for that um, to take the chance on it. And I hope, and I hope whoever does do it, I hope they, you know, wear their masks. I know the NFL will make sure they do the proper protocols on that. But yeah, just knowing what I know about Florida and that governor, I think, um, I think we'll have a, an abundance of fans there, whether it's the right thing or not. I, I just think that's what's, what's going to be. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, and I think people, you know, will at least, you know, at least use some common sense. Right. Yep. So instead of like getting packed everywhere, just it's like, look, let's just try to find a little area for ourselves and, you know, go certain places and just kind of, you know, kind of get away. But also too, you know, still knowing this, this, this thing is out here just still deadly. Yeah, uh, you got to take an account. Like, is is it really worth you know your your, your grandmother, grandfather's life, right, or other people yeah. around you? Well, you getting sick in itself. So, yeah, uh, you know, regardless of whatever happens, I just hope everybody, you know, use common sense and be safe. Uh, and, you know, just take care of one another. You know, yeah. So. That's you know it's a it's a, it's a simple ask. Hopefully, uh, people uh, you know even if their team gets to the Super Bowl, hopefully they they do that. They take care of themselves and the others around them. Take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbors. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the conference championship episode. Uh, I was pretty you know it, we missed Eric, uh, but you know uh, we had we had, we implemented a little different thing on the show. Uh, hopefully, to implement that more when the season's over. We want to fill the show with uh, different questions from our uh, t- um, fans out there about the off season and other acquisitions that we'll have um, later on. Um, so. We'll see you next week where we kind of discuss the aftermath of championship weekend and begin uh, the, the the first week of the pre, uh, the Super Bowl preview. It's going to be two, week, two weeks of previewing for the, uh, the show. And just based on what I know from what Eric's telling me, what Jason's telling me, we're going to have some good guests uh, lined up over the next two weeks. So very excited about that. Very excited. Um, but if anyone has any Chiefs kingdom, has any Chief concerns for these guys, please tweet at us at Concerns Chief. And please subscribe, follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Jason, love you, brother. Love you too, my man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.